0: We're space today. We're sitting on Caitlin's bedroom floor this time. Oh, mm-hmm. doing things Pretty. differently. All right. Do you guys want to just jump into it? Oh, yeah. Sure. All right. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. You're listening to Crime & Co. The podcast where triplet sisters speed talk true crime.
1: And drink. We're here to remind you that Sunday scaries are no big deal.
0: And there are so many worse things to worry about than the work week. Nice. I'm Keiko. I'm Devko.
1: And I'm Kelsko.
0: And we are a true crime comedy podcast. Oh, yeah. That works. I, like I flubbed a little bit, See but you. it's okay. I'm here for that. But welcome, friends. Welcome to the shit show. <laughs> mm-hmm. We are going to talk about a true crime case, but, and we're also going to engage in a drinking game. Before we do that, we have to talk about our highs, lows, and scaries. Who would oh, like shit. to go first? I actually don't want to go first. Kelsko, would you that. like to go first? If, uh, you, sure. if yeah. you don't want, I can also go first.
1: Go first. You want to go first?
0: I'll go first. I'm prepared. Oh no, I'm not because my notes thing is not downloaded on my goddamn phone. <laughs> <laughs> Just use your brain like a human to think no, about No, I saved it. One second. All right. So, <laughs> my high is that <laughs> Steph and I had date like, night last night like we do every Did Wednesday. You go to the bar I suggested. No, can I explain? Okay. I want to go, but we didn't go. Cause yeah. I, 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 it's next to the Lesbian Counseling Center. Did you see that on the map? No, I didn't. Yes, that's why I laughed myself. Oh, I didn't notice that. I just <laughs> heard of it. But anyway, so, no, we went to date night last night, and we went to this restaurant in D.C. where I know one of the chefs, and it's um, called Doi Moi. Oh, I thought it was... I <laughs> <laughs> That's like, like, it's either a Chinese restaurant or no, a French restaurant. No, I'm so glad you said that because I literally <laughs> called it that in front of Deux-moi. the chef and all of my friends who know her better than me. <laughs> and they were like, what? I was like, oh, Deux-moi. it's Doi moi. But yeah, so it's like this Asian restaurant and it's fucking amazing. If you're in the DC area, please go. They look really good. Get the, the ho-ho for dessert. Ooh. Get the crispy pig ears if you're not going to eat. And if you are going to eat, get literally anything else. I'm sold. Everything's amazing. You had me a ho-ho. So freaking good. <laughs> everything. They Did duck you say pig ears? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Kelsey, I can't even tell you. It's like a chewy pork rind. If you're not. Caitlin eats better than anyone <laughs> I know. I just like don't. He was just a variety of interesting things I always wanted to try. I had this little talk to myself on the match the other day about all the things I don't eat because I'll eat it later like when I deserve it like I don't get a milkshake when I'm out I'm like when am I gonna eat all of these things okay but here's the difference between me and Devin Devin has abs and I absolutely don't <laughs> yeah but I don't drink. I can't tell you the last time I've had a milkshake then it's really sad. do you know how often I like just drink a beer doing nothing <laughs> <laughs> do you know how often I treat myself at lunch during the week you know what I'd be like you know what i will it's a Wednesday. I'm gonna get sushi, it's like or it's like that. it's Friday. I'm gonna get myself a Philly cheese steak, and it's like no reason. I haven't worked out in like two weeks. Philly it's like, like when I'm it out. It's like I never get dessert, and I love dessert. Just fucking get the dessert. Dude. But I also drink a lot when I'm out, so I think I'm like I'm drinking my dessert. I uh, I would prefer to drink than get a dessert, but if uh, if you don't do it, get but a dessert. But a ho ho man, also the best kind. It, it's uh, it's so How good. How big is it? Like I need a. It's <laughs> a bit little bigger than a normal. Ho- probably twice as big. Yeah, that looks a much twice as big. The hand motion <laughs> making makes it look like a box of ho hos. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, it's not two. But it's green. Three ho hos it together. Ho-ho? It's like a matcha, blah, blah. but it's no. But you can not yeah. really taste it. Soiled it. it. <laughs> Soiled it. It's sort of like- no, definitely <laughs> love it. It's so good. That sounds really good. All right, and then my low of the week is that. So this is going to sound dumb to everyone, but it really made me mad because I had to send out a very important invitation at work to a lot of very important people for a very important oh, yeah. event. And I went through rounds of testing. We use some sort of automation in our emails so that like, if I'm pulling a list of 300 people that I have to send to it and I want to say, like, dear so-and-so, it'll just pull that information from their contact and I don't have to enter it in one by one. Nice. However, even after rounds of testing... I sent the email, and what does it do? It deletes the salutation. And does that sound weird to you? Doesn't sound like a big deal, no. But imagine that you're Ambassador So and So from Such and Such, and let's just say the last name is Smith, and you're an Ambassador Smith, and you get an email that just says, "Dear Smith," (laughs) and you're like, (laughs) "Fuck!" I sound like a spammer from Nigeria. Exactly. Like God. Damn it! Dear Smith, <laughs> we must wire you $4,000. I was so mad at address. And what is worse, what is worse, <laughs> is that I sent it, I didn't even know because I'm not even getting invited to this event. It's so important. So I didn't even get the invite. Yeah. So I send it out and you hear a and... scream from a distant room. <laughs> no my (laughs) boss emails me and goes dot 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 this says dear her last name and I was like fuck god because I can't recall the emails they're already out I'm like I can't do anything about it and then 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 throughout the day people keep emailing my boss being being like just so you know it didn't say Dr. So-and-so or His Excellency So-and-so and And I'm like fucking A I'm like I know I know but there was nothing I could do about it and it was very frustrating. It's one of those little mistakes that life throws you. Just a okay. little curveball. It it's not even a mistake because you didn't know it was going to happen. Right. I know. I, I know. I now know why it didn't happen. But there was what no we- way. But I also just want to preface it that this responsibility is not entirely my job. It's a job that I assumed because someone else left. And I never got properly trained. Yeah. But we're all learning from our curveballs. And all is fine. And my scary of the week is... <laughs> let's see. What was it? I wrote it down. <laughs> my scary of the week is... Um, you just read it. I know. I'm trying to figure out how to explain it, because I've only talked about it a million times. It's, de- it's that Steph leaving for a long period of time is like- And like, me. Wait, so wait, you were last week. Do you remember? Yeah, but I like you. <laughs> 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 but no, Steph is leaving very soon, and it becomes realer and realer every day, because she like got her orders, and she like signed a lease, and it's just like- ah, you know, it's like, it's like, and it's it's gonna be fine, we've done long distance before, but never for an indefinite period of time, like, there's always a return flight, and there's not one right now, and that, like, stresses me out, but. That's so weird to me, too, because moms have, uh, like, a one-way ticket. A one-way ticket to Texas. So serious. And it's just like, I don't know, right now, I don't even have any plans to go see her, like, not, like, in theory, yes, but concretely, like, I have no tickets booked, so that stresses me out, and it's just like, because she doesn't know when she's gonna be working. And it's just a lot of unknownness, and I, I know that we can handle it, but it just will suck because we have been like attached with the head since she got back. You have been up, from up Hawaii. Hawaii? Not Hawaii. Where was she? From San Antonio. Washington. Washington. What was the last one? Washington was the last one. Also, I was looking at Instagram. That was like so long ago, but it doesn't feel it, that long. No, ago. it feels like she's not been home that long at all. But that was in August. That home. was when I started at my current yeah, job. Crazy. So yeah, crazy shit, and that's stressing me out, and it just makes me tired. Like I realize when there's stress that I can't deal with, I I don't actively think about it. It just makes me exhausted. Yeah, like I'm just like because yeah. my brain is thinking about it, but just look like, at the very back just end. It's also, but afterwards. if
1: there's anyone who can handle it, it's the two of you.
0: Oh, for sure. No, I I truly believe that it wouldn't. I wouldn't even attempt it with anyone else. It just sucks, still. It, yeah, it still just sucks. Like, it it's just not, sucks. God. Yeah, because I know a lot of couples in distance, especially in military situations, and it's like, of course they're a good couple and they can handle it, but it's not, no, it's not it's, ideal. It's shitty, but it's worth it. It is. Steph, yeah. you're worth it. I tell you that every day. Still so worth. All right. Is she there? No, yeah. she's not. I'm just telling her because she'll, she'll listen know. to the podcast. Yeah. She'll probably <laughs> <won't laughs> listen to me while I'm editing it, so is this is for her. <laughs> yeah. All right, can I go? Yeah, Dad. are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so hi was after I threw a oh, epi- hi, I was like hello. Hi, I, hi. Oh, <laughs> after a truly epic temper tantrum, it wasn't that. Um, it wasn't a temper tantrum. I pr two of my lips yesterday. Yay! Nice. Yay! I've had a really bad like six months, so it's nice to feel like I can get near my maxes. Her clean and jerk and her squat. My squat. My back squat. <laughs> Guess how much she back squatted? <laughs> it's not that much. It's really not. It really is for most part, but no. I mean, th- th- tell Kelsey because she'll be impressed. I back at two hundred and fifteen pounds. It is not that much. Ooh. Oh yeah, it fucking is at my best. I backswam at two hundred and it was ugly as shit. I think I could have done two twenty if my legs had been dead from pring my clean and jerk, which I can now put one hundred and sixty pounds over my head. Yeah. Oh my Are god. Are you kidding me? That's and freaking. she's like, it's not even that much. I'm like, does she realize that she can overhead press me? And well, I, I could, am at my I heaviest. Press you. I could split jerk you. But... Regardless, you could get me over your head. <laughs> A lot of people can't even fucking do that. So yeah. People can't even put me on their De- back.
1: <laughs> De- Devin, I struggle lifting a gallon of milk, so.
0: Oh. <laughs> that's, and that's my scary, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> what do you do now? Milk, so many gallons of milk. Let's talk just, about it. I don't want to go to work tomorrow. I don't. That's I, her low. I don't want to have my No, that's not my low. It's my scary. My, oh. My low, I'll do my low, my low last because it's a okay. story. My scary is that I have to work four days in a row of the Trader Joe's, and I'm, like, epically deeply tired right now, and I just don't, I'm not looking forward to, to that, I also have to put in my notice, which is okay. Because the time you post this, it will have been given. Yeah, it'll be two weeks. Yeah, but I have to put in my. I've never quit a job before. I've never quit a job before. Fucking sucks. I don't know. What to, I don't know who to tell. Oh, we have eight managers all in the same tier, and none of them have an email address. So mm-hmm. just, do I just find one and say I'm quitting, and hopefully they disperse the word. No, I would. I would find someone, tell them that you got the job, you have to leave, and then ask them what is the proper protocol. And now I'm like, which manager do I tell you? Tell the one who likes you. Tell the one who likes you.
1: Yeah. Well, well, Devin, did someone, did one specifically hire you? I had
0: six interviews, Kelsey. I don't know. Did someone call you and say you got it? I don't even remember who that was. (laughs) I think. All right. Which brings me to my low. My low is that I was exposed to unvaccinated children with a disease that can be prevented by vaccines. And as a result, because I work at a research hospital, I had to have my blood drawn, and I've had to wear a mask with patients all week because I'm an adult whose vaccine that I got when I was a child, like a responsible child, because child's fault, obviously.
1: i'm <laughs> 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 a child, child, responsible
0: parent. But apparently vaccines wane as you get older, because they don't really care if you get these diseases as an adult. It doesn't really do anything. It's just bad for babies, pregnant women, and old people. But... Why the hell would you take your unvaccinated child to a hospital where everyone's immunocompromised, baby or elderly?
1: And how dare they assume you're not pregnant?
0: Well, no, they didn't. They asked me They asked me in a stage whisper in the waiting room. I'm like, this is not nice. <laughs> exactly. I was like, what the fuck? No. <laughs> Wait, I have a question to refute your last statement. Why would someone bring their unvaccinated child to a hospital? Possibly because they are sick? Saying, no, well, that's not the reason they're in the hospital like after they got into the hospital and now are spreading it to other people like here's the thing it doesn't matter if you got the, the vaccine when you're a child if like you have HIV you're immunocompromised like anything is at risk yeah also all these kids have immunodeficiency disorders not all of them but a good number of them so it doesn't matter if they got the vaccine the whole reason vaccines are a thing is to is to protect those who cannot be protected by right. vaccines. no you're right I understand I was I just, just joking I, I thought was that like, was a funny <laughs> sentence yeah I'm just like where the fuck did you come from, I was so mad. Also, it, are you sick? Do you feel bad? Oh, I don't know. Oh, it doesn't matter. It, because even if I was sick, it would feel like a sore throat to me. But I did infect other people. I've had to wear a mask all week, which is awkward, because I'm at a hospital. And they're like, is this mask for you? Is this mask for me? Why is your supervisor <laughs> not wearing a mask? Like, what is wrong <laughs> with you? Like
1: I, and I can't explain it. it should I'll be also, like
0: my breath smells. Yeah. I, I, I've been not able to part. It's, a, it's kind of in a study. I, but I, anyway.
1: I recently ate an onion bagel. <laughs> And I'm trying, trying to This is for you. you. I
0: ate um, onion bagel. <laughs> But no, I, um, I was frustrated by that and I hate getting my blood drawn and it was not my favorite, so. Because I came in contact with these children and then I got on a plane and infected Texas and came back here. Oh my God, so you right. It's, but- it's like, this is why this is a big deal, people. Vaccinate your damn kids. It's the moral of the story. And before we get a bunch of anti vaxxers into our inbox. Kelsey, what's no, your they eyes listening scary? Right in. <laughs> you can come right in, I'll fight every single one of them. It's bullshit. Kelsey, what's your high slow scary? <laughs> I'm heated about this topic. Clearly. <laughs>
1: um my high of the week is um I Oh, I feel like I have several. Good. Um no, I, I mean I've been, I have I have multiple like I went out to dinner a couple times the a bunch of good uh, Various friends this week, which oh, has yeah. been nice. but I'm catching up with people one on one, which I haven't done in a while. What did you have because tonight I, to...
0: I saw your Instagram, well, Rebecca's. It looked really good.
1: Yes, it, there was a place known for its fried chicken, and she Ooh. is one of my last few remaining gluten dairy friends. So we have to really <laughs> take advantage <laughs> of that.
0: Um, so we got <laughs> uh,
1: fried chicken and mac and cheese. It was awesome. Um, and uh, so that was nice because I haven't caught up with people in a while. And I also discovered audiobooks. Um, I know this has probably been around, it's been around for a very long time. But I, I also I told really,
0: Kelsey. Sorry, listening told me to audiobooks this. on
1: my commute. I, I told it changed my life, you guys. Kelsey,
0: I remember when I told you the audiobooks were the original podcast, and it's yeah. ridiculous to me that you didn't listen to an audiobook before you started a podcast. See, I hate, I know I hate audiobooks, and I like podcasts. Really? Why? Nice. Cause I, don't I, like I, t- I
1: can't. I can. I mean, ironic that I'm on one, but I can't. I can't pay attention to podcasts. I love, I, but. I, I just listened to twelve hours of Educated by Tara Westover in three days. Wow, it is I think so also good. Also,
0: why I never got into audiobooks is the the length, the sheer length, intimidates me. I'm like, holy shit! I've listened to this stuff for twenty four hours. Then you think about how long it takes you to read a book. Like, you how
1: That's often true. do you listen to podcasts?
0: Oh no, I've consumed days of my life of podcasts, probably weeks, possibly months of podcast listening. Yeah. But there's shorter I mean, episodes, you know. I just don't like people doing voices. There are
1: chapters in books. books.
0: Like when I listen, when I read, a, up when I read a book, in, <laughs> when I read a book in my head, the characters have different voices, and then when someone is reading it, they do all the voice and it feels weird. Wait, can I also do a fun fact? Did you know yeah. that that serial killer uh, Jerry yes. Brutus yes. is it Jerry Brutus? Is that what I'm thinking? No, it's not. But I know I've heard this before. There is a famous serial killer who Devin is looking up right now, who has recorded like. Dozens and dozens of audiobooks while he was in prison because a lot of inmates do in a way to make like extra money. They that's one they, way to do it. Because they ain't got nothing else to do. But who is it? Are you sure it's not Jerry no, I don't even know that name, so I don't think that's who it is. Ed Kemper. Ed Kemper, that's who it is. So <laughs> Ed Kemper used to read audiobooks. Like, so you I would may look have listened to, to a terrible, terrible murderer reading you a story. Apparently, he sounds like a serial killer. Oh, really? Okay, oh, Kelsey, continue. What's your scary? <laughs> what's your low?
1: Oh, um, okay. So my low is shortly after the last recording of the last podcast. I broke my luncheon promise. and I got yeah! very drunk.
0: <laughs> oh, who is shocked? Oh, I'm shocked. Uh, she was going. She was doing pretty well. What? I said, I'm shocked. You were doing pretty well.
1: No, it was my. It was it was because it was after the PHR exam, and I I, I, I was you know I wanted to celebrate. Oh, so. how
0: is that okay. not your high? Kelsey passed the PHR exam. It was not it was your high last colors. week? That was my high last week. Oh, was it?
1: <laughs> yeah. All of the things. Because I we recorded together. directly after that, yes. But uh, that was my love. Um, I, I'm back on the horse. We're fine. Yay! It was, it was a moment of weakness. <laughs> Jesus forgives you. And, yeah, uh, I was like, I will not lie to you Jesus or Jesus.
0: What's in your heart?
1: Um, he knows where your but, uh, heart is.
0: <laughs> in the bottle. What? What? <laughs> I had a supervisor who was always like. For lunch, she'd give up like chocolate or something, and then she'd eat it, and she'd be saying, "She just knows what's in my heart." <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't know I, was just like, I like it. <laughs> what's in my heart?
1: Um, but my scary is, and you guys know it, and I'm pretty sure everyone's probably sick of me talking about it at this point. Um, but I've decided to dye my hair purple this weekend, and I am like yes! wa- wavering between chickening out, getting out about it, and then not doing it. We're more excited like, than you.
0: I really feel like we are. Mostly because I've always wanted to know what I look like with my hair purple, and now you're like kind of. Now we know. You're saving that urge for me, so I You're welcome. You. you all know how my hair would look like red, so. I like it enough to dye my hair red for a brief time. You never did it as red as me. It was really dark when I got it done, but it faded really quick, and yeah. I just didn't keep it up. so. Interesting. Also, we're well, really excited for you
1: Kelsey. I you're think it'll look, look cool. You're going to look so good i am I'm, I'm excited i w- i want to like really drive it home i like that like i want it to be noticeable like i don't want her to worry i'm gonna freak out i'm like just make it purple and we'll see what happens it, so if she's
0: gonna bleach your hair it'll be fucking purple i promise
1: okay i, I i'm just i don't know and i am we published this podcast after um i do it so i'm tentatively thinking of uh putting in a nose ring <laughs> a <laughs> also and, go- and going to work because the first day back is april fool's day
0: oh i like like it it. but you do whatever you want girl i mean hey
1: i got i got a 12 pack of fake ones so i will send pictures incredible
0: (laughs) Is that your, so is that your scary? Is the hair? I mean,
1: mostly because I'm chickening out about it, but yes, that's my scary. She's
0: going to be great. It's going to be beautiful. Do not chicken out. I want to see it. (laughs) And I support you. So we are True Crime Comedy Podcast and also a drinking game. Now we're now getting into the drinking game portion and I am the bartender of the episode. So every episode we choose a cocktail to drink throughout the episode Mm -hmm. based on the case that is chosen by our case manager, who this week is Kelsko. Kelsko. And Kelsko gave me three buzzwords and what were they?
1: Snickers, Mafia, Mafia and, and Gravestone. It it? Gravestone,
0: yes. So Snickers, Mafia, and Gravestone. I so I have it is so bad. I have chosen a cocktail based off of those three words, kind of. <laughs> the cocktail I have chosen is based off of one of those three, which was Snickers. So we are now drinking a Snickers martini. Ooh. Ooh. You make a Snickers martini by adding one fluid ounce of coffee-flavored liqueur, such as Kahlua, Mm -hmm. one fluid ounce of Irish cream liqueur, one fluid ounce of Amaretto, one fluid ounce of hazelnut liqueur, such as Frangelico, a half a fluid ounce of vodka, and one teaspoon of heavy whipping cream to taste. That sounds bomb. And you put it in a shaker, and then you pour it all together, shake it up, strain, and the cocktail is in the martini glass, and it's all yours to drink. And the reason I chose this is because Snicker was a good buzzword. And um, the rest are dead to me, hence the gravestone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it. So I couldn't do it. I'm like, fuck this. So Snickertini it is. Sounds like this. you've somehow found a mafia twist in this one as well. Oh, oh wait. Uh, oh, that Kelsey has figured out. To pop- a way to tie in mafia. In- oh, Academy.
1: well, I mean, I'll explain in a second. Okay,
0: but we're not there yet. We can't give too much Sorry. away. Because this is a drinking game, meaning that you need prompts. You need to know when to drink and how often. And I will tell you. The first prompt is every time we swear. The second prompt is every time we do a research aside, meaning that Kelsey will be talking about the case, we will say, shut up, we have to look something up, and we'll look something up to the side. The third is every time you feel sympathy pain for someone in the story. Ooh, butthole backer, like that. <laughs> Just like that. And the lastly is every time you hear one of those buzzwords, which is Snickers, Sem- uh, Gravestone, and Mafia. Mm-hmm. Okay. So those, throughout the episode, when you hear those, drink. If you don't want to drink, that's cool. You can do something else. You can also drink something non-alcoholic. Or, what could they do? You could do a page of your taxes. It's time. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> I need to God, I'm so kind. and gentlemen. You could run a brush through your hair.
1: You can delete something from your Amazon cart.
0: You, you could pluck a rogue eyebrow. You could do a squat.
1: A squat, if you will. A
0: squat, if you will, Yes. Yeah. Mm. And you can do anything you want. We just want you to be engaged, listening, having fun. Like we are. Just like us. Let's get into it, shall we? Let's do it. Yeah. All right, case manager, what are we talking about today?
1: Okay. So, first, this today's case really is three mini cases into one, but they're tied together by common themes. Okay. Um, so the first the first common theme is they all happen in our hometown of Downers Grove or DuPage County.
0: Downers Grove. The third friendliest town in America.
1: Oh, is I was really? getting to that. Oh, sorry. Yeah.
0: It is. That's it's my favorite okay. thing to say about it. We're not the friendliest, but we're up there. <laughs> Thank
1: you. No, and then um, they're also all took place in like the late 70s, early 80s, and were um, recently resolved like 30 years later. Whoa. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, but the, the pretenses of all of them are a little different, but I think they're all interesting. And I just want to first give some background to those who are not from DuPage County. Um, and just let, you know, set the scene a little bit. So DuPage County is in the Western, Western suburbs of, of Chicago. Um, it's, an it's Irish about 900,000 people, um, <laughs> in DuPage County. What?
0: I said, it's an Irish Catholic wasteland. And I said, tell us how you feel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yes, the count, it, it, it is a lot. Yeah. Pretty, very Irish Catholic, but it's also has a super high socioeconomic profile mm-hmm. and people who live in Hinsdale, Naperville and Oakbrook include some of the wealthiest people in all of the Midwest. Um, in 2018, uh, Clarence Hills and Naperville were ranked amongst the top 20 best places to live in America. Ooh. Uh, within the last 10 years, Naperville was voted the second best place to raise children and Downers Grove, as Devin just mentioned, is the eighth friendliest oh. town in America, I would tell you according to Forbes magazine. I
0: have been told people we're third. I've been lying. She's I'm a liar. We're eighth. So we eight. are both <laughs> friendly and dishonest. so <laughs> deceitful, but kind. <laughs> <laughs> we will not tell you there's broccoli in your teeth. <laughs> we have <good> intentions. <laughs> we just don't want you to feel bad. All right. Oh, but <laughs> but but
1: with all of those facts in mind, you have to imagine this is a pretty sleepy place. Not a whole lot happens here, at least in our recent memory from being alive. But apparently, in the seventies and eighties, the place is rife with crime. Lots of random unsolved murders happening. But then again, DNA evidence wasn't available in the seventies, so which is why it took a long time to solve a lot of these things. So anyway, starting with crime number one. On May 16th in 1978, the Chicago suburbs were stunned when a couple in their 50s were bound and repeatedly stabbed in a bloody attack in their Downers Grove home. Oh, sta- oh my god, a savage thrill. murder carried out as their young children slept in nearby rooms.
0: <gasps> Oh my God! I, like, I knew this was a murder podcast. And we should have seen that coming. But for some reason, that is so not much in more, our town. was so much more brutal than I would. <laughs> That's exactly done. what it's I wanted to do. Illinois, exactly. It's just like so much worse than I thought.
1: Wait, wait. So okay, so prosecutors say that the alleged killer broke into. Um, so the, the the victims were. Uh, Glenn and Betty Schultz. Uh, Glenn worked as a supervisor at the Wilbur Vault Company, which is a company that makes gravestones and monuments, which is why I say gravestones, which also just kind of macabre generally. So I was like, oh, interesting. Um, But prosecutors say that the alleged killer broke into Schultz's truck the day before the killings and stole their garage door opener, which he then used to get into the couple's home. Uh, DuPage County State's Attorney said that um, he was they they thought they may have t- they t- tied up the couple in their bedroom at gunpoint and then stabbed them while they struggled.
0: Oh my god.
1: So uh, they were found they were found tied up uh, he was I mean the Glenn his name's Glenn. Yeah. Glenn was found up tied in his night clothes beside the bed with a gag in his mouth and his wife 52 was also discovered bound in the bed wearing a nightgown. But his grandchildren a 5-year-old boy and a 2-year-old girl never woke up.
0: Oh jeez. Um, like, who so, found them then? was
1: Who was the kids? Who was it? No, this, their son-in-law found them the next day oh, after um, Glenn didn't arrive for work. And he, he went in after waking the couple... Like, he he called police after waking up their grandchildren and leading them from the house. So okay. they hadn't woken up yet. They saw nothing.
0: Oh, good.
1: So that is at least a relief. Anyway. Yes. So, obviously, this rocked the town. This was this is pretty bloody... You know, this is, this is a big... Knowing Downer's Grove as we know Downer's Grove in 1970s. Um, so, investigators... In 1978, quickly focused on Billy Lee Warren, um, who uh, worked under Glenn Schultz, marking graves, making gravesite monuments. Um, he apparently had a rocky relationship with his boss, which which drew their immediate attention. Um, he because Glenn was like a reput had a reputation as a disciplinarian because he was a military veteran. Uh, he butted heads with the then twenty-seven-year-old Billy Lee Warren, who was like known as a bit of a slacker. Mm-hmm. And they talk, and they talked to a bunch of people who worked there also, and like the police came around a lot. And uh, one man, Bruce Leesburg, who was a who worked for the company in the nineteen seventies, was like when the murders happened, we were all interviewed, but Billy was interviewed more than most. So they definitely thought he had the strongest case for being the murderer. But his brother at the time provided an alibi, saying they were stealing hubcaps at the time of the murder.
0: <sighs> oh. Much better. So, a worthy so pastime. They yeah. never. I'm sorry. So a worthy, worthy pastime? pastime.
1: Yes, but because of that, they never had enough evidence to charge him with anything. Hmm. So now, fast forward uh, 23 years.
0: I said, really, I couldn't charge him with anything. Not even stealing hubcaps.
1: Oh yeah. I said, so fast forward 23 years. Uh, it's still a cold case. No one was ever charged for this murder. Weird. So this was an unsolved murder in 2001. I mean, and and um, the Down's Grove Police. Um, it was the only. Unself murder in Downers Grove at the time oh my god so they decided to dedicate all of their resources to clearing the last case oh the only unsolved. so starting from scratch they re-interviewed every single person tied to the case and that that having been done provided the crack in Billy Lee Warren's alibi which led to his arrest wait I'm sorry Kelsey I have
0: to interrupt really quick can you imagine being a cop in Downers Grove nope how bored would you have to be? You're just pulling over speeding tickets and arresting... And, like, going to, like, be the bouncer at Downers Grove North football games. True.
1: I can't imagine.
0: Like, I'm sure crime exists in Downers Grove. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, there are still shootings down in Downers Grove and things like that. Like, yep, things happen. No one I was reading anyone. about a ton of them, but not unsolved murders.
0: Yeah. Not it's unsolved usually, like, ones. Usually, it's thing. pretty obvious. <laughs> Mysteries. Yeah. Oh, which- wait. Wait, Kelsey. For what? a future episode, could you do the one about the guy who owned the ceramic shop who killed his whole family? Oh, yeah. Oh, Mad Hatter. I feel
1: like that's too recent. That's gonna hurt people. You're
0: you're in 2001 right now.
1: No, the the, the, the murder in happened the in 1978. Yeah. You know.
0: Um, I don't care. I did. My last episode was about someone who died last
1: year. Okay, Yeah. Next wow. time wow. I was, I will look up this one. Okay. So anyway, so Downers Grove, Deputy chief Ray Byrne, who in 2001 was a deputy chief, he may still be, I have no idea. Good job, Ray Byrne. But he said more than 15 officers started re- re-examining the case from scratch, approaching it as if the murders had just occurred. So again, all signs pointed to Billy, we- Billy Lee Warren, and officials said that final interviews performed this week um, was, um, was was what had broken up in the case. So the suspect's brother, um, who had provided the Warren's alibi 23 years earlier, 26 years earlier Mm -hmm. had changed his story when the police interviewed him again he said and it's quoted in the article it's been 26 years and i don't want to lie anymore i have a son and daughter now and if i had told police in the 80s i believed i would have gone to jail as an accessory so when they re when they re-interviewed him he recanted his claim that he and his brother were stealing cubcaps in chicago during the murders he said i i said we were doing something illegally to make it sound more believable which is actually kind of smart And so when defense attorneys pointed out that Gene, had, the brother, had never been charged with obstruction of justice for lying to police, he responded, the only thing I got was the freedom to get away from this. So he said he would never, he had never been close to his brother, and but several days before the murders, he asked if I would kill his boss for him, and I thought he was just talking because he was mad. So, you know. But then, then the morning after the murder, Billy Lee appeared at his brother's apartment and said, watch the news. And yes. when he saw that Glenn Schultz had been murdered, I thought, oh kind of weird, but, I thought it was kind of so weird, but... thought it
0: was kind of weird, but didn't ask questions. Well... Exactly.
1: So, so he was like, he's my brother, and I wanted to help him. Anyway, obviously, this released the alibi, and it, that was enough to arrest him. What's interesting is in the year since the killing, Billy Lee Warren had settled into a very normal life. He'd settled into, he married a second wife a few years later after the murder and started a family, and he still worked at the Monument Company... Where they American Mobile Vault Company, where Glenn Schultz was his boss, Shit. when they arrested him at the Chicago production plant. Oh my but god! Why did they?
0: Ki- why did he kill him? They didn't get along. because they didn't get along. That's it.
1: Yeah, they Damn. were just, they just butted heads a lot, and he was pissed at his boss. That's
0: psychotic. Why did he kill his wife too? That seems unnecessary. She
1: was there. I have no idea. But police visited the plant to serve him, uh, serve him, like you know, to arrest him, who been living in the 4200 block of Winona Avenue in Stickney, Illinois, and immediately demanding bodily fluids and hair samples for new comparisons with evidence of the 23-year-old crime scene. And that afternoon, they returned and arrested him. He was sentenced to life in prison.
0: Good. Good. That afternoon? Damn.
1: No, not that afternoon. It took a while. but oh. like
0: that. <laughs> What a busy day!
1: Yeah, <laughs> <But the court laughs> where
0: to go, Downers time. girl? Police? They got a lot of <laughs> compliments. The, no, there hadn't been something in that courtroom closer this to shit today. months.
1: <laughs> yeah. But I also looked. He filed for appeal a couple of years after, I think, in like 2008. But they upheld the life sentence, so he's still in jail.
0: Damn, I mean, good, but damn harsh. So that
1: was a, that's interesting, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so that's case number one. The next one happened in 1985, and is the case of Christy Wesselman. Um, I found a lot like the, the last case I had to piece together with like eight sentences from like 19 different articles. This one there's a lot more about it because it was it was unsolved for a really long time like 30 years, I guess. It was solved fairly recently. Actually, I think last year it was solved.
0: Dang, Um, recent.
1: So Christy Wesselman um, was a a 15-year-old girl who went to Glenbard South, um, who was murdered on the afternoon of July 21st, 1985, in Glen Ellen. Oh. Uh, So a sheriff's deputy found her partially nude body around 11 a.m. the next day, just off the path between her home and a local market where she'd gone to buy a snickers bar and soda. Snickers. No. a few feet a few feet away lay the half eaten candy bar that she had just bought oh, no. she been sta- she'd been stabbed eight times and she had a shoelace tied around her neck and she had been sexually assaulted in broad daylight on the on a path near Butterfield Road Riv G3 oh my so, God. that is
0: we know those streets
1: yes and so an, ex- an extensive investigation then followed but the case eventually went cold. So she um, had been a like a very bright girl and apparently a high school freshman who wanted to play on the football team. A uh, promising student chosen to be in the honor guard for a 1984 campaign appearance by Ronald Reagan. Like, this is a very popular girl mm-hmm. at the time. And it was like really shocking. I mean, as clearly as any of it would have been, but very shocking. But okay, so Michael Jones was eventually, 30 years later, found after the case because they couldn't find very much, if any, real evidence to link anyone to the case until 30 years later. And the way that it happened is incredibly interesting. So at the time of the murder, he had been ch- before I mean, before the murder. He had been charged with multiple counts of first degree murder and aggravated criminal sexual assaults. And at the time, he had been out of prison for about two years after being convicted of using his car to knock a woman off her bicycle in northwest side of Chicago in 1977. Before forcing her at gunpoint to his parents' home, where he sexually assaulted her. Oh my God! So, so he just gotten out of prison at this point when this is he someone who murdered. Can't Christy. Stop. And um, later, then of course the case went dark for years and years because he had not had any other criminal investigations and also DNA evidence didn't exist back then. But he had to submit DNA to a database following a domestic abuse conviction in 2015. And that that DNA submission um is what ended up matching for the DNA recovered from Christie at the scene of the crime. So this matched him thirty years later. Damn. I
0: love DNA.
1: Yes, and obviously this was the linchpin in the case," it says the state's attorney. Um, "Because DNA given evidence is not available in 1985, but available today, it's what ended up solving everything."
0: Wow, I love that shit.
1: Yeah, but it's interesting is that, and very sad honestly, is there was another man who was wrongly accused, even though he was never like actually uh, charged with the crime, wrongly accused of the of the rape and murder. Oh. Um And even though like he was obviously you know absolved of this when they when they Ended up arresting Michael Jones. He uh, he went to the he like went to the like sentencing hearing. He tried to get closure, and it, it's actually very sad. He spent like about fifty thousand dollars on lawyers and ended up losing his house, lost a lot of his friends. But dude,
0: couldn't you like do like wrongful suit? Yeah, you can sue for that now.
1: I agree. For yeah. libel
0: or something. Wait, was that person our art teacher in middle school?
1: <gasps> I don't think so. His name is Dana Henry. Or it was.
0: <laughs> yeah, until he changed it.
1: But um, uh, Michael Jones, who was 64, was sentenced to 80 years in prison, essentially a life sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, so he is now in prison for life for this, which I thought was interesting. 30 years after the case, and like it's it's it's. I think the actual sentencing happened in 2018.
0: Do Do you know if he committed any other crimes in between?
1: Um, I mean, like no murders that he's been acquitted for. I think there was like some aggravated assault. That's well, so
0: what I'm saying. Cause I'm like, it seems like he was a dude who couldn't stop. Like he was someone who like
1: needed yeah.
0: to harm others
1: yeah I thought what I thought was interesting and I read a lot about this is that for his sentencing hearing like the woman that he knocked off the bicycle in 1977 came to watch him be sentenced to life in prison and like somebody they're else that like, he assaulted oh, this came and watched him be sentenced and this guy who was wrongly accused came and watched him be sentenced Like, there's a lot of vengeful people who are waiting to see this happen at over 30 years and, I could, yeah. and obviously like there's got to be some closure in that they're never going to get like christy back but like it's it's got there's got to be some there's sort of like put away. good Absolutely. and gone. yeah for sure
0: okay
1: and then finally crime number three and this is and of course the only word remaining is mafia, so you can understand where the I didn't going. even know
0: Downstroke had a mafia. County mafia. Let's do it. We okay, on June twenty
1: fourth in nineteen eighty one, which meant the mafia was still alive and well in the DuPage County area in nineteen eighty one, probably still. But oh. a Western Springs police officer was working radar at the corner of Ogden and Grove Avenues. That's where um, Ogden passes over the highway in Hinsdale for okay. Caitlin and
0: Devon.
1: Got it. Okay. So as he heard a loud explosion on a short distance to the west at 9.43 a.m. As he drove his squad car to the top of the tollway bridge, he observed a cloud of gray smoke and automobile debris scattered over 200-foot radius. According to later reports, the explosion was caused by a car bomb that had been attached to the underside of a silver 1979 Mercedes-Benz. <gasps> As That's... the car passed by the Cypress restaurant, which is now the Whole Foods, we know that oh is, my God. Yeah, take that was... the exit on the highway, yep, yeah. Was a restaurant um,
0: that's a horrible location yeah there was nothing around there jesus
1: but as they drove by a remote control device detonated the bomb and killed the driver instantly um wow. right behind that car there was a downer's grove man and a guy from western springs who like testified to this And he was like the mercedes went from 45 miles an hour to completely disappearing um Wait, was, is that, so,
0: is, are car bombs like favored by the mafia because that feels very god at that time they
1: were yes i read about that too
0: why interesting
1: um, no, I just think it was easy to like detonate from a distance. Hmm. And uh, um, and also, all I can think of is that scene in The Godfather. Right, when, that's you know, what I was thinking of. Yeah, but, which is interesting, actually, because the car itself was driven by Michael Cagnoni of Hinsdale, who was on his way to work. He owned several companies involved in equipment leasing and freight forwarding, and part of the business involved shipping produce from California to Chicago. But the victim himself didn't have a criminal record, and police weren't aware of his having any ties to organized crime or drug rings. And he and his wife had led a very normal life in Hinsdale, which we know from my previous um, remarks about Hinsdale being one of the more wealthy, like, cities in the entire Midwest. Um, In fact, though, his wife had driven their daughter to school in that same Mercedes less than an hour before the explosion. So it was very wrong.
0: Someone was watching him.
1: So... According to state investigators and federal agents, the explosive device was very sophisticated and the dynamite had probably been attached to the car the prior night, including the radio controlled detonator. And then a stolen car found in the nearby Cypress restaurant parking lot um, contained the radio transmitter, um, which when the car came within the range of the device, device the explosive device would blow up. Oh, sure. So they he was going to be taking that route. So again, this, case remained dormant for a long time eventually they found out that his trucking company had frequent was frequently undercutting the mob's produce hauling operations apparently the mob had a produce hauling
0: operation No, they got got their hands and everything they had to buy their assets here
1: exactly um and they learned that uh he had been paying thousands of dollars a week in street tax to the mob but they still had like they still didn't you know, trust him and eventually, you know, put out a hit for him. Going fucking for dicks, him. what? So, the, it's I think it's Solly Laurentis. I guess, was that De Laurentis was the name of the Mafia Don that he got in the way of and a lot of um, have you guys heard of Operation Family Secrets? Nope. Nope. Okay, it was a huge Mafia thing that happened in like the late, I think it was like the early, late 80s, early 90s, and like does, I mean, tons and tons of high up Mafia members in the Chicago area were like taken out by this. So a lot of the people who were involved were um, were actually already arrested by the time this came around to being solved. But in 2000, um, 2007, so al- almost I think twenty years after the um, the murder taking place, uh, federal prosecutors finally accumulated enough evidence through wiretaps and DNA to place Nicholas Calabresi and four other defendants on trial for the masterminding of the murder of fourteen people, including Pignoni in this instance. So. It took Wait. 26 years to solve the murder, but they never let the case die. Uh, Nicholas Calabrese is the one who actually set the bomb. He is now 75 and serving a life prison sentence in Springfield, Missouri. Okay. Um, and under strict security, said the article that I read. So, Wait,
0: I have um, a question. He- Wait, why? Was he involved in that sting?
1: Yes, so that was no. the thing. He was known as a brutal loan shark, and during the Family Secrets mob trial in 2008, he was charged with 13 murders and convicted of seven. No, no, so no, 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 was, no.
0: The guy he killed, was he involved in the sting?
1: Um, no, he was. No, he was, was just dead. cutting him
0: short on produce. God damn it. That's it, crazy.
1: You gotta move that shit. It goes bad. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And that that was thing, and that was one of his more famous murders. He was convicted of being involved in the 1981 bombing of Hinsdale trucking executive Michael Pignoni, who was blown to smithereens on an entrance to the Tri State Tollway. Hey. And that all happened. But. Five minutes from her home.
0: Who knew yes. that DuPage was so right? I wonder if there's still a mafia. What's criminal activity? I'm yes. sure Oh, there, there
1: is. 100% is still a mafia. 100%.
0: That's so cool.
1: So, um, it, how did not, how, I, how did not one of us date anyone in the mafia?
0: Maybe we did. So how did not one of us date anyone in the mafia? We covered so much ground. Arguably, I
1: would say school. that... Uh, arguably, <laughs> yeah.
0: Devon goes, not really. <laughs> not, not in high school. That's true. I only dated women. Yeah, and that was only until I was 17. Yeah. That's not true. I dated two very sweet boys. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Three very sweet boys. Hey there. Are you are listening? <laughs> Hey, sweet boys. But, I dated. You didn't turn me gay. I just was you already. Were, she was gay already. I was gay she, all along. Did it make you feel better?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, they should feel
0: special. They're the only men I've ever. That dated. made her consider. <laughs> Maybe not. No, definitely No! But then, Shut but, then but then, no doubt, definitely. No, definitely not. <laughs> but
1: the reason, the reason I did choose these cases, that I was, I wanted to drive that home, is that everyone like thinks these like huge, like interesting. Like, and frightening murder cases are like happening somewhere else, or like they're isolated events or only happen in big cities. Like, these happen everywhere, and they oh, could wow. happen to you. Ba,
0: ba,
1: ba. So, it can happen in your own backyard. And I also really do interest people, like, suggest that people look into like, the crime history of their towns because it's interesting. But also, I found a page of all the unsolved murders still in DuPage County. How many are There's there? Like, there
0: were like eight. Oh, eight. eight. <laughs> Get out that's your, interesting though i'd have to go read those your yeah i mean it. like i
1: mean i know it's not a lot but like i think that's like in recent memory that they've been keeping track you know that's true or that they're still researching yeah yeah
0: that's so interesting well good one, oh, good one. Else. I'm, else? I'm, i love it i'm intrigued more than usual because i have an emotional connection to the location mm-hmm.
1: that was my that was my intent
0: love it love it all Woo. right friends that was our case for the day thank you so much for listening our cases of the day We now encourage you to go to look at your hometown's cold cases and see if you can solve them. That's what I'm doing now. But before we go, now that we know that danger is always in our backyard, we must finish with a pep talk by me. And I will do my best to improve the mood. Thank you for the intro, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah. (laughs) You're welcome. All right. So the pep talk of the day is do not self-sabotage. I see a lot of people... Not taking opportunities because they think they're not good enough, or they think that um, they're, or they're not taking opportunities because they're not letting themselves excel because they're not confident, or they're seeing what they want, and they're not asking for it, or they're being, they're letting themselves be around people who make them feel like shit, and it's just not worth it, fam. Nope, it's just not worth it. It ain't. <laughs> you are beautiful and worthy and enough, and the only way the universe can send you what you want, need, and desire is to ask for it. Hmm. And when it lands in your hands, don't say, oh, thanks, like, oh, shucks, can't take it. But slip that shit in your pocket and run away with it because that shit is yours and you deserve it and you need to be open to the opportunities that are coming to you because today's a new day and it's going to be a new week and what's meant to be yours will come to you. So just be open to it. Just embrace it, celebrate it, and do not for a second doubt yourself or why you're receiving it. Just... Like, you accept it and be it. happy. You deserve it. Yes. No self sabotaging. Like Ask it. for what you want. Be the best you because you already are. Get that shit. Get yeah. it. <laughs> That's it. Yay. Yay. All feel, right, friends. I feel pepped. All right, friends. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to get in contact with us and we'd love to hear from you, feel free to contact us at crimecopodcast at gmail.com or on our Instagram at crimecopodcast or on our Patreon through dollar dollar bills at patreon.com slash crimecopodcast. Crime Co podcast. Crime Co podcast. Crime Co podcast. Hey, I'm Ew, David. <laughs> 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 Ew, like David. You're David. <laughs> <laughs> David. But uh, again, feel free to just say hi. We'd love to hear from you. Drinks up, ladies. We must toast okay. ourselves out. You ready? Ready. Friends forever, enemies never. May we always cut through the bullshit together. I like it. Oh, it I like it. All right, guys. We love you. Thank you so much for listening. Tell your friends.
1: Have hey, a hello. great week.
0: Have a good week. Don't be stressed, just be a little bit scared because danger is always lurking in your hometown Even switches. In the one through eight friendliest towns in America. So don't feel <laughs> Everywhere. <sorry. laughs> Everywhere. Okay, we love you both. Bye. 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 Bye.